Hello, this is the TU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by our TU beat writer, John Tranchina. We're uh, we're getting together, John, on Thursday, two days before Cincinnati. This is our usual day to, to talk a little TU sports. So let's start with Davis Brin, probably an obvious place to start. Um, seems like he has an ankle injury. No one has said that officially, but that's like you and I were talking, that seems like what it is. Um, Montgomery was obviously a little vague about whether he'll play or not, calls him day-to-day. John, what's your gut instinct? Davis Brin going to play Saturday? I'm going to go with no, he's not. Uh, I have a feeling this is a thing that could stretch a couple of weeks, but I feel like my instinct is that he – I mean, I have no idea, but I'm just thinking like it's going to be a couple of weeks. He's being kind of – you know, vague about it just to kind of throw off Cincinnati and make them have to game plan for two different quarterbacks. Um, and so they don't know. I mean, it's kind of a smart move. Why wouldn't hey, you? Hey, John, hold on. Hold. Yes. Hold on. We, we got to stop. I, I got a real bad internet connection where I'm at. Um, I'm, in a, I'm in a room I'm not normally in, and it's Hello and welcome to the TU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by our TU beat writer, John Tranchina. This is the September 29th version, and we're going to talk a little Cincinnati TU. Uh, John, let's start with Davis Brin. Uh, He's got what we assume is an ankle injury. Nobody has said that officially, but that seems like what it is. Uh, Phil Montgomery said he's day-to-day. Uh, what's your what's your gut instinct? Davis Brin going to play Saturday? I'm going to go with no. I don't think he will. Um, I got the sense that it's something that's maybe going to keep him out one, you know, two to three weeks, maybe one or two. I don't know. I mean, the good news was it wasn't a long term thing, uh, so I'll I'll take that as a win. But yeah, I don't think he's going to play, uh, and I think that uh, Coach Montgomery maybe there was a little hope that he would. Or, you know, when he said that, but I feel like even either way, it's kind of a smart move to just not tip your hand and make Cincinnati have to game plan for both quarterbacks. But based on how he looked, I mean, he could barely move when he was out on the field for the couple of possessions after he got hurt, but before he came out of the game against Ole Miss last week. So I, you know, based on, I'm just, that's all I'm basing my opinion on, but I I feel like, you know, that that that's that's going to mean he's not going to be able to play this week. So okay, let's talk about uh, Braylon Braxton then uh, yeah. a little bit. If if he gets the call, uh, can TU beat Cincinnati with Braylon Braxton calling the signals? Well, I will say that before the Ole Miss game, I would have said no. Um, but the fact that he, you know, he got in there against Ole Miss, he he played pretty well. I mean, you know. It, yeah. He wasn't Davis Brin, but he he played pretty well. He did some good things, and he had you know the the true test is he had them in position to uh, to possibly win it late in the game, and that's kind of all you can ask for from a backup, especially. So yeah, I think they I think they can. Um, you know, it would be I think the task would be a lot of, would not be as difficult if Davis was in there, but. Um, I, you know, more more good things will have to go right necessarily for them to win it in this kind of fashion, but I, I think it can be done. 
Okay, so let's talk about Cincinnati for a second. Uh, TU has had some really exciting games with them the last couple of times. Yep. Um, what do you maybe, maybe touch on that a little bit, John? And also, what do you expect to see Saturday? Well, it kind of goes to first of all the one the trend we talked about before last week's game, where they always seem to play better against uh, good teams. You know that they play up to their level of competition. So Cincinnati has been one of the best teams in the AAC for years. They've played right with them, you know, each of the last couple of games against them. I think uh, even though, you know, you know, obviously there's the uh, championship game in 2020, which heartbreaking lose on a field goal as time expires. Uh, then last year's game was a game. Last year's game was really exciting. Cincinnati was ranked number two in the nation. TU goes into Cincinnati and nearly pulls out a win. I mean, they lost 28-20. If you remember, another heartbreaking situation. They're fourth and one, fourth and goal on the one-yard line in the dying seconds of the game. Steven Anderson reaches out with the ball to try and cross the plane with it as he's hit right at the goal line, and it fumbles out. Cincinnati recovers. Game over. They could have, you know, with a two-point conversion, that could have been a tie game there. So yes, they have played them tough. Uh, there's there's something about these two teams when they get together that TU rises to the occasion. Uh, and you'd like to see them be able to pull pull one out this time. Cincinnati is not as good a team as they were the last two years this season. At least that's what it seems like so far. So you'd like yeah. to think there's an opening there, uh, you know, for that to be able to happen. So we'll see. You you know, in that and in that case, you really would wish. It's the kind of frustrating thing you really would wish uh, Davis Brin would be 100% for a game like this. Um, even if he's in there, he's not going to be 100%. So that, that kind of diminishes it a little bit. But you feel like with him at 100%, I, I think they can win this game. Without, it's, it's a harder task, but it can still happen. Sure. John, what's the ultimate takeaway from the Ole Miss game? I mean, some people say there there are no moral victories. A loss is a loss. But yeah. it, it's an SEC opponent. It's on the road. You lose your quarterback. I mean, it, it, it goes down as a loss. But what is it? Is there more to it than that? I mean, what, what what's the takeaway there? Yeah, I mean, I think pretty much the only – almost every takeaway you can take uh, have is positive. They – you know, all of those things you just mentioned – the defense was outstanding. They shut them out in the second half, and Ole Miss has a really good defense. They showed that in the second quarter when they piled up all those points. But TU, what I honestly one of the biggest things for me was not even that they shut them out in the second half. It was that they made the adjustments necessary to shut them out. That seems to me to be a thing that hasn't happened enough with TU in certain game in certain games, especially in the first two games where they were the team that had the lead and let it slip away. This time, coming from behind, Tulsa really, uh, the fact that they were able to make the adjustments and and succeed on, on that level and they, to enable them to come back, that was more, that was really impressive to me. Um, okay. and, and hopefully that's something that we can see more going forward. Sure, absolutely. Okay, Saturday's game uh, comes down to what in your eyes? Well, I mean, the obvious answer is, is Bryn going to be in there and will he be close to himself? Uh, beyond that, if he's not in there, can 
can Braxton, you know, run the offense sufficiently enough like he did in the second half against Ole Miss to to do it to do enough offensively to get this team to win. I think the thing about having Braxton in there that seemed to uh be help the success against Ole Miss in that second half was that they had to rely more on the running game. And the running game thrived with that. They did better. That was the running game's best uh best performance of the season. And I think, you know, the the combination of of maybe not quite as dynamic an offensive attack helped the running game. Now, you know, they needed them and they came through. So who knows where the, you know, chicken or the egg there with which uh, aspect of that is, you know, leads to that. But I think having a more balanced offense with the running game uh, rolling along is, is a key to this game. The other aspect of that is is just defensively, because Cincinnati has a really dynamic offense themselves, and they're going to be hard to slow down. So if we, if our defense, TU's defense, can keep them, you know, limit the damage a little bit enough for Tulsa to to do what they do, this is going to be a good game. Yeah. All right. Six o'clock, Chapman Stadium. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a good atmosphere. Uh, yep. as, as we've talked about, TU has done some things. They had a good attendance for the last home game, so hopefully that will continue. Uh, John, let's let's talk basketball just for a minute. Uh, I know oh, it's, yeah. it's not even uh, October yet, but let's talk <laughs> a little loops. Uh, you had a chance to talk with uh, Eric Kunkel, um, and you wrote about the practice that they had this week. Uh, yep. I mean, now, have you, you know, you're new to the TU beat this year. Was that your first interview with Coach Kunkel? Actually, no, I had talked talk to him once earlier, a couple of weeks earlier. Um, and so, but yeah, it was, so it was my second meeting with him. But yeah, it was, it's interesting. There's a, there's an air, uh, air of optimism around the team. There's a, it's a, it's an interesting scenario because you got uh, a lot of guys who are hungry for minutes. Most of the top players are, the starters are gone. You have Sam Griffin back, who's, their top player and he wasn't even in practice because he's got he's still recovering from some minor injury that uncle said he'll be he'll be recovered in about two weeks well before the season opener so that's not really an issue but in practice anthony pritchard local uh webster mm -hmm. guy um going into his second season he's you know he should be a, a much more focal point of the offense uh or of the team overall and the, uh, there's a lot of new guys. So that's – and who's going to be the key one to step up into those minutes is still to be determined. That was one thing Conkle said is that, you know, he doesn't really know who he's going to be relying on. That's what the next five or six weeks of practice are going to determine. Um, but there's a lot of optimism. The, the change, a fresh start, everybody's on a new slate kind of thing, and that, that's kind of the, the feel around the yeah. team. Sure. All right, John, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us. You can download us for free at Google, Apple, and Spotify. Uh, John and I will be back next Thursday, and we'll talk a little Cincinnati, and we'll also look ahead to the next game. John, appreciate the knowledge. We'll talk next week. All right. Sounds good.